We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app Have you heard the Barack Obama campaign? It's kind of fun having him out campaigning when when he's not actually running for anything. It's much more palatable. And he's uh, he's actually telling truths. He's being revelatory. Listen to this cut of Barack. It's got it's got uh, one of the Sunday TV shows, I think their excitement, uh, music and stuff behind it, because just hearing somebody talk isn't enough anymore. They have to. They have to juice it up. But listen to, to what Obama says at the end of this cut. There may be a lot of issues at stake in this election, but, but the basic question, the fundamental question that you should be asking yourself right now. Listen to the fundamental question you should be asking yourself right now, according to Barack Obama. This is the, the trick that Democrats use. Is who will fight for you? Who will fight for you? What does that mean, fighting for you? As opposed to fighting for the best interests of the country. Why would anybody respond to fight? I don't want them fighting for me. I want them working to uphold their constitutional pledge. Their promise to protect and serve the Constitution. The Constitution is about the opposite of what Democrats work for every day. For you. Who cares about you? Who sees you? This is what he thinks they should be focused on. And and what voters should be requiring of their candidates. Who cares about you? Who sees you? Who believes in you? Who sees you? That's the choice in this election. There's only one system that believes in you. That is a market-driven capitalist system of small government that says keep the power out of the hands of the plunderers and let the people make great things happen with that money. That's what believes in you. Socialism, the Democrats' favored model, is believing in big government. You need to be cared for. You are inadequate to take care of yourself. I love that particular Obama confession because that is the ball game right there. Do you want a nanny to take care of your every need? Is that what you're voting for, or are you voting for yourself to have the chance to maximize your opportunity without government taking all the all the winnings and then telling you what you can have. Oh, yes, you should have 12 weeks off when you have a baby. We'll finance that for you. We'll take the money away from other people and give it to you if you have a baby or you have a sick pet or whatever it is. You know, that's just not how it should work. Everybody knows that. 860 
Everybody knows this, but forgot, apparently, because you've got people like Barack Obama running around asking this question for you and putting it to you regarding the idea of what you should be looking for. It's totally ridiculous. All right, who do we go to first here? It looks like Dave in Brantford. Hey, Dave. Yeah, I, I'm starting to parade. Uh, this is the lightest duty story I'm going to have in a long time. I'm going to the politics of optical illusion. Mm-hmm. I noticed on the debate last night the flag patterned diagonal background that was behind each candidate. It was a foot higher off the ground behind uh, Stefanowski. And if you assume the top of the podium tables as the horizon line, mm. the videographers know what that means. <laughs> the last red stripe on that diagonal patterned flag pattern was a foot below the tabletop uh, for Bob, but it was equal to the tabletop for the other two shorter contestants. Ah, now, they they uh, wanted to this, erase the height difference? Yeah, I think so. And I think this is equal to the trickery that made Humphrey Bogart look like this gigantic leading man. You know, there's optical tricks that they can do. But the thing is, I think this is a wind at the back to prevent the taller candidate from looking as commanding as he might otherwise. And, Todd, I know I heard you once talking about the statistics that prove the taller of the two candidates is Mm -hmm. like more than 90 percent more likely to win. And I don't like, this is like Tom Brady and the deflated softball and the sticky stuff on the baseballs. It's, uh, it's, uh, some people don't think it's cheating. I think it's uh, devious. And I'm just pointing it out for those who might still have a video upload. They can well, thank you. It's, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to argue with what you're saying. Of course, for the, the TV station should make everything even and let the candidates appear as they come across. Yeah, my, my parting shot, I can't believe Lamont thinks Governor Weicker, who in my estimation is the worst governor in my lifetime, and I'm nearly 70, so that's a bunch of them. Weicker is uh, the one Lamont admires the most. Oh, my God, as the kids would say. Well, I wonder why he said that. Was he trying to think of a Democrat who used to be a Republican but got elected as an independent? Was that what he was well, was maybe. trying to do, or was he just trying to think of a of a liberal big tax governor who wasn't Dan Malloy. Uh, it could be his stab at bipartisanship. Could it, be. It was but, a bad one. Thank you. Yes, I agree Bye. with you on that. Thank you. So I think everybody, I think there was a, <laughs> I think there was a massive groan across the state over the idea that the governor thinks that, um, boy, oh boy. I mean, Weicker is just such a poor choice. Steven Springfield, hi. Hey, hey um, Todd, how you doing? Hey, um, Bob, before I get to my point, uh, as far as uh, the Patriots inflating the football, give me a break. After they had correctly inflated fo- footballs, they kicked Indianapolis's butt right after it. And they say, well, it makes it easier for the receivers to catch ball. It also makes it easier to intercept. Are, are we in a time warp? What? Why are we talking about Patriots and inflation? Well, no, the, 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 the guy brought up, he, he was using his point about, you know, the Patriots and deflating the football. It's like, give me a break. You know, give it a rest. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I had to bring that out real quick. Okay, what know. else? Uh, okay, the, the, my main thing is, is um, this whole thing about affirmative action. One of the things that they teach in, in critical race theory is that colorblind racism, which is their slur of equal rights protection under the law, has mm-hmm. failed. Therefore, they've got to resort to drastic measures. And, and they're against systemic racism, which is 
believing that some people are, are biologically inferior, you know, a.k.a. Uh, what's his name, Darwin, in his book, The Descent of Man. Well, uh, so we're, we're going to turn it around and say that whites are genetically racist and automatically racist, which is basically another spin of Darwin's uh, eugenics racism. It's like, give me a break. And, and then what they do is they read into the law. Well, if, if this law is inherently racist, then we're just going to disregard it. This is what they teach in critical race theory and critical legal theory. I, I just wanted to bring some of this out. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they really despise equal protection under the law because under the law because they say it hasn't worked. Yes, but is there real reason what they say their reason is, or is there real well, reason mean, it, because it, they it, want it, to be it, able to maintain thing. racism? Is racist, systemic racism. They never spell out what systemic racism is. Yes, but um, what do they want, Stephen? Well, what they want to do is just interpret the law whichever way they want, and it's it's a form of reverse racism. Okay, yeah. thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. I don't believe what they say because nothing they say makes sense. I just think they want to crash the system. They want power. There's power in dividing people up and deciding who's who's better and who who deserves more things. So you build a socialist government, a big socialist government that sucks as much money out of the economy as possible so that the people in power can dole that out. And eventually you design a constituency that is totally devoted to you and loyal because they're getting paid. The Democrats are in the middle of doing this right now. I mean, they've really tried to up the ante on the, the vote buying, the direct payment for votes. They, they're not even bashful about doing it out in the open now. But that means, that means the end of uh, democratic systems, which uh, the left play, claims to love so much. Jim's calling from Wellington. Hi, Jim. How are you? A couple of points about uh, President Obama. Uh, during his term, uh, he uh, hit, during the midterms, uh, during his term twice, historic losses for the Democratic Party. I'm sure people remember that. Uh, I remember the first one was devastating. I don't recall the second one being that bad, was it? It wasn't as bad as the first one, but it was it, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't positive. It wasn't a uh, positive. But he was revered because he said he took a shellacking, and, and the media is still talking about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm sure people forget that Democratic uh, politicians that were running during uh, Obama's first term, they didn't want him anywhere near them, uh, primarily because of the debate over the health care, uh, Obamacare. And the other thing is, Mr. Obama was also the one that, that was supposed to try to close Hillary Clinton's run, and people were not showing up. He, he ended up in Philadelphia in a large, large crowd in a venue that had uh, some very famous entertainers. And when entertainers left, the crowd left. He, he had no appreciable um, effect on Hillary Clinton's camp uh, result at all. Wait, he when went, is this? When uh, Hillary Clinton ran against Trump. Oh, you mean when he came in to speak on her behalf? He, he, right, he came in at the tail end, just like well, he's doing now. Oh, okay, so you're trying to make the point that he has... But he does have the ability to draw a crowd and excite a crowd. He's not, you know, I think he's overrated as a speaker, but he's way better than the average politician. Yeah, he, he, he cannot go out and do what he's doing. The guy, you know, the guy has velvet oratory. Great for him. But he is definitely out of his element when he's trying to stump like he is now. Why do you the say way- that? I think this is where he, uh, this is his sweet spot. I don't th- I think he sounds whiny and tinny 
when he's in front of a crowd like that outside. Well, that's true. But but he but they seem to like it. Uh, well, the people that made it go well, he's a well liked he was a well liked president leading, and that's fine and good. But all of that positivity concerning Mr. Obama doesn't translate into anything for the Democratic Party. What if you just like? think, though, if you just compare him to um, if you compare him to the current president of the United States, listen to how he is able to mobilize a crowd. There was an asteroid headed towards Earth. It's going to land in, in like two weeks. If you went in the Republican caucus and you said, what do you want to do? What do you want well, to do? Did. That's what you're talking about, right? That sounds tinny. But he gets them excited. He's telling a joke. He's making fun of Republicans. They like it. Well, we need a tax break for the wealthy. That's going to help. I, I'm, I'm only barely exaggerating. The only thing I think is funny about him is that he grew up in Hawaii and uh, where was the other place? Indonesia? Yeah, but... but Why yeah, does he have uh, this southern black accent? Well, I, I was just going to hit on that, but but who who is it that he's entertaining when he's in those, front of those crowds? The crowds? They, they're having a good time. That's why they yeah, show up. People, yeah, those are the people they love, but I guarantee, I guarantee, or it's my feeling, I'll bet you 60% of those people are probably not voting for Joe Biden, excuse me, for any Democratic Party people that are running in their states. And well, then why would they be Why would they be coming out to see the former Democratic president? Because he's a very popular guy. He's a likable guy. So it's just his celebrity. Well, anyway, the job his job is to pump them up about Democrats. And well, this is uh, well, traditionally I, I what they do to get people to turn out to vote, to, yeah, to get I, a better turnout. Yeah, I, get, I agree, and I guess I'll end this thing. I don't see that's ever turned on into votes for the Democratic Party politicians that are running. I, I just don't haven't ever seen it in my. Well, I don't know how you would measure it, but I, I assume they think it works because it controls an election cycle for a day or two. You get TV, you get uh, the city talking about you. I think that's the idea, and and I suspect it works, but who knows? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Quick break. More talk coming your way on WTIC. WTIC, good afternoon. We're training new producer Roland. Was that was I supposed to do something? Were you expecting me to be talking there? Or did you have a problem? Never mind. I'm just I'm just curious. Okay, we're good. Just want to make sure we get all the kinks worked out. It's fun having a new producer. I remember, you know, there were times when I was nervous doing radio and it was fun. Miss those times. So um, we're talking about Barack Obama and and these um, these attempts to get people pumped up to vote. And and you know I guess there is there is a a good point to be made for the idea that maybe it doesn't work. That a lot of this stuff doesn't work. It used to be debates like uh, the one that Stefanowski and Lamont had last night. That those were exciting things for people. That somehow they drove voters and it doesn't seem that works anymore and i suspect it doesn't work as much if there isn't a blunder or some big moment i suspect it doesn't work as much because we are devoted more to our parties now and i think for good reason i think we are devoted to our parties for good reason it is helpful to us 
to understand that the parties are the thing that they're like the the star around which the um, the politicians rotate. And that's, um, you know, that's just how it works. This is why the founders didn't want political parties, because political parties become this this distraction from loyalty to the country. And what we're seeing right now is this manifestation of parties to the nth degree where all they want is loyalty from their own party so the leadership of each party requires that its its uh, legislators vote as close to 100 percent as possible and that's what they do they vote 90 plus percent which is why i don't understand when people say they vote for the person because it doesn't matter who the person is they're still voting 90 plus percent for their party anyway debate i want to get your feedback on the debate what did you think of the evening what did you did you watch the debate will you watch there's another debate tonight seven o'clock channel three and we'll have the audio side of it here on wtic what are you expecting from leora levy and um dick blumenthal tonight it's kind of exciting just to think about that, um, you know, Blumenthal might get pushed around a little bit. I think it's a lot of fun to think about the debate. So anyway, last night, Ned proved himself to be Ned. But to me, the worst I've ever seen him. Your feedback on this, please. 860-522-9842. I've never seen Ned so out of sorts and uncomfortable and not wanting to be there and... Obviously unprepared. I, I just got the feeling you did no prep for the debate. It was weird. And I just want to bounce around here and hit moments and see if I come up. With, I'm not even, I don't even have any particular spots picked out for you. I'm just doing Filled. it. Uh, that's really a problem, especially because of the achievement gap, which we believe is the key uh, indicator. So, again, I don't know what kind of mojo measures 100,000 jobs not fulfilled, but we, I think what we ought to do is make sure that we have that rainy day fund. That's the point uh, in order to uh, make sure that we have enough reserves. Secondarily, we have a looming recession. All right, so this is Hodling, and he's a independent party candidate. So Hodling is uh, there to protect Ned from having to be confronted directly by Bob Stefanowski. So Ned wouldn't debate unless Hodling was there. That was part of his terms to have debates. I'm just assuming because... If you're in Bob's position, you would never want a third person there. So Ned came at it that he was going to refuse. I'm just extrapolating here that he was just going to refuse to debate. And the purpose in refusing to debate was to be able to have it on his terms. So one of those was the first debate was a daytime debate that got replayed at night. And it was like a month ago. And uh, the other was that the second debate be held just a week before the election. So even if he made a lot of stupid mistakes, it wouldn't have time to really impact the trajectory of the campaign. This is what you how you can think when you're the rich guy who just sat around being rich from birth. You can think that way. Ned just expects that he can structure things to his own advantage, which is what he did with the debate yesterday and then get off scot-free because he can pay endless amounts of money for whatever he needs to compensate for his own deficiencies. And I suspect that's why he comes unprepared to a debate, even though he knows it's important and he does want to get reelected. 
because he's got a lot of ego in, involved with uh, with with being governor, and and he and his wife make a ton of money apparently by secretly trading uh, deals with the state to the companies that his wife is investing in as a as a uh, Wall Street investor. It's crazy stuff. It's crazy. It is. But this is what they're up to. And the idea for you, I think, is to figure out where all this leads us and whether you like where it's leading us and what kind of uh, what happened there. Phone just went on the air all by itself. What kind of um, what kind of state you want to have? This is the moment if the state is savable. Now is the time to do it. So let's talk about it. We'll take some phone calls after we get a little break in. And we will discuss last night's debate. I've got some sound cuts here for you. I'll play and we'll break down a little bit what is going on and where things should be going and how you feel about how it's being handled and how it's going to turn out next week. All right, 860-522-9842. This is WTIC. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good afternoon. What did you think of the debate? Did you watch it? Did you listen to it on WTIC? Did you miss it and pick up your impressions if you did not personally experience any of it firsthand but have absorbed a sense of it from media? That would be fascinating to hear what you have to say as well. Paul calling from Terryville. Hello, Paul. Yes, Paul. Yes. Hello there. Todd. Yes, sir. Stefanowski threw it all away in the debate last night when he endorsed the LGBT queer flag in Stonington. Oh, yeah? He, he had a chance, but he doesn't understand the evil of 
the LGBTQ group, and that it was founded by a communist lesbian by the name of something, I'm sure. Well, I, uh, so re- remind no us what, the, uh, what, what his answer was. Yeah, his answer was, I'm okay with it. Okay. He said, quote, I am okay with it. He said other words, but he threw it all away, not only for himself, but all the other Republican candidates. Okay, that sounds like an incredible achievement and a hard thing to do to throw it away for everybody with one little statement that most people don't know the the context of. But we'll see. Let's try Jamie in Middlefield. I'm I'm having trouble with the buttons here, Joey. If, is is Jamie on the air? Yeah, I'm here, Bob. Oh, all right, go ahead, Jamie. Oh, excuse me, Todd. <laughs> so there was a point last night where Bob got very passionate, and I'm glad it happened. You know. Ned said something, I think, that got under his skin. It was like, you know, you, I'm tired of people bad-mouthing the state. You know how he's like the eternal cheerleader, you know, the jolly yes. one? Optimism is contagious, you know? I wish yes. he had a Howard D. moment last night. That would have been great. But Bob basically said, no, I'm not um, saying bad things about the state. Simply questioning bad situations is not bad-mouthing the state. And he went on, he went on a two-minute rampage, but it was a good one about representing the taxpayers of Connecticut. The question was about the $200 million cost overrun in the state peer project yes. down in uh, with New London. And, you know, he said, I'm going to get at that table. We're going to fix this situation. Somebody's got to start looking out for the taxpayers. Yeah. He's he said, I will be representing million. you or something like that. That was absolutely fabulous. Yeah. And I've been waiting for a long time for anybody running for statewide office to treat the people of Connecticut like their customer, because that's what we are. Um, you know, and it's not their money to play with. We need to treat the money with respect and really honor, you know, the hard work and sweat that people do pay to the state. So I thought he had a great moment, um, and it was a very glaring pause. After Bob had his moment getting out for the taxpayers, they said, Ned, would you like to respond? 30 seconds to respond. And it was a very, very awkward and very telling four-second pause, which is an eternity in live television, yes. of him not knowing what to say. And when he finally said something, it was, gibberish about we gave the biggest middle tax card it had nothing to do with responding to what he just said it was a great moment that was the best moment of the whole debate i thought that was that was wonderful i like that assessment what's your sense of the race in general i think there's a lot of people that aren't participating in polls there's a lot of people that are upset about what's going on they think there's a lot more nastiness than they're going to talk about publicly but hopefully they go into that booth and say you know what for the sake of our children, let's do the right thing. Bob and had an impassioned plea about saying to people, please, just, you know, it's not take a chance, but we need change. There's no doubt about it. We talk about it all the time, every election season. And uh, I thought Bob was extremely sincere last night. I really did. Yes, he was He was strong. Thank you, Jamie. Good to talk with you. Thank you. 860-522-9842. Anybody share that assessment, feel the same way? There is, I, I mean, this is what it all comes down to is believing that there is hope for saving the state and hope for saving the state depends on change that's all it depends on and you can't keep having the same one party doing the same thing forever whatever it is you just can't keep the same thing going on forever and expect it to work out well and it hasn't worked out well time to change Simple, isn't it? All right, I got something I want you to hear. Well, first of all, let's just clarify the economy. NBC just Connecticut's economy. 
We have- that's uh, that, that's Bob's mic at the beginning of the debate was a little funky. So those clickouts of his voice. That just lasts for a second while they work out his microphone issues. We have the slowest growing economy except for Wyoming. The only state in the nation that's growing slower than Connecticut is Wyoming. So this economy is not good. Governor Lamont supported Joe Biden. He was one of the first one out of the gate to have a fundraiser at his mansion in Greenwich. Joe Biden has caused much of the inflation we're seeing right now. Notice getting the word mansion in there. That was that was good. I liked that. <laughs> you got to paint the right picture. And the problem is we haven't made it any better. In fact, the governor has made it worse. He slapped a tax on food. He raised diesel taxes on June 30th when gas prices were the highest we've seen in the history of man. We've got a plan. It's called Connecticut First. We're going to lower the state income tax. To your question, we're going to give a holiday on all of the gas taxes. And you know what? If Governor Want were to win... Yes, if he were to win, then what? The first thing he's going to do is raise taxes on December 1st because the gas tax holiday expires. The second thing he's going to do is put another tax on highway tractor trailers that's already in the budget for January 1st, which is also inflationary. As time, Mr. Hoadley, please. So this is, uh, this issue, I just, I can't, I don't think you can overestimate how important this is about what happens, the critical moment we're at. Did you hear today that the um, they raised interest rates again? Fed raises rates another 0.74. What do you say, 75 basis points? Is that how they say it? Hint, hikes could slow in the future. The Federal Reserve continued its campaign to aggressively push up interest rates Wednesday with a fourth straight 0.75 percentage points rate rise while also giving some sense of what might lead it to slow down its rate rising campaign in the future. So so this is this is unreal. The turnaround that's happened in this country in the year and uh, 9 months that Joe Biden I don't know that we've ever experienced in say my lifetime a collapse as precipitous as this one from one president to the next, have we? Yes, we have course we have when when uh, George Bush um, when when Obama was coming into the White House there was that kind of precipitous drop but it belonged to the um, it, it belonged to the departing president but to have a new one come in and just instantly destroy what had been a very successful period of time for the country in a lot of different ways and by comparison right now we've got all these We've got all these acute problems, and all of these acute problems were caused by direct and and deliberate and very specific policies. So we are at a moment where changes, the need for it is dire. And what are people doing? Are you not motivated for change? Are you not fired up for change? Are you not longing for it desperately well, very quickly we can show restraint with taxes and spending that's one two we can stuff. increase but as the it, what's what i i would be interested in hearing your response if you watch the debate rob hodling the independent candidate a uh, first time i saw him on the first debate i thought he did a pretty good job he sounded like a reasonable person and i think he made ned look bad because He's liberal like Ned is, but he explains things and is interested in ideas. This is the independent candidate. He talks like a human being, but 
but uh, last night he he kind of wore out his welcome with it with a particular approach, and he was he's um, he's innocuous, you know, vague. You, you don't really know what he's saying with what he's saying and why he's saying it. I think they're just there to strengthen the party. They don't expect that they're going to win anything, but I think they want to win enough so they can start to be a force in the state. I think that's what the independent party is, is after, but I just don't feel this approach doing anything. The way to get attention is to do combat, isn't it? With pick one of the candidates and go after them and make something happen. And I, I, would, I would expect that going after the incumbent would be the normal thing to do because then you get more media out of it and you can directly oppose what are some very bad ideas that people have already dug in against. That's just me. Yeah, Bob loves to a bad mouth the state of Connecticut. With this is what the caller was talking about just uh, just a minute ago. Yeah, Bob loves to do a bad mouth the state of Connecticut with a lot of uh, selective statistics. We're one of the faster growing states in the country over the last year, over the last uh, couple of years. Isn't that a selective statistic? Yeah, Bob loves to do a bad mouth the state of Connecticut with a lot of uh, selective statistics. We're one of the faster growing states in the country over the last year, over the last uh, couple of years. Ned's claim to fame in his mind is that there has been growth after he shut down the economy. There has been growth after he overreacted to COVID and reacted wrongly to COVID causing a large amount of death and a huge loss of business and job loss. And then the federal government sent in billions of dollars and made a mess further of the economy. And we still are trying to recover from all the damage they did. So he says, we've added tons of jobs since I shut down the economy. Tell me what the alternative is. How could you not have a, a job market that was expanding at record rates after you made it illegal to operate your businesses. Is there another alternative? That's reflected in a lot of jobs. That's reflected in an awful lot of growth. Well, of course there's growth in those jobs. How could there not be growth and jobs? The whole country is thriving on the fact that they stopped shutting down the economy. And Rob is absolutely right. I mean, what he calls a slush fund is something called a rainy day fund. That says if we run into this recession, I say this to all the mayors and first selectmen out here, what did all the previous governors did? Just what Bob wants to do. Spend it down and hope for better times going forward. I want, we've got to take a quick break, but I want to play this part again for you because this is the big fail for Ned, I think. 860-522-9842. This is WTIC. Good afternoon, Wednesday after the, well, it's not that big of a debate, but it was good to have one, even though Ned made it kind of pathetic. We'll talk more about that, but let's check in with Mike from Clearwater, Florida. Hello, Mike. Hello, Todd. My first time, I listened to you a lot. I, uh, I, I live in Clearwater for permanently for the last five years. I've been here 20 years. I was in Connecticut 32 years. I left the state because of taxes. And one other thing, I work doing contracts for the state. And I'm going to tell you what, until your unions of the state workers and the uh, teachers' unions, until they get ahead, their heads on straight, Connecticut will always be the way it is. 
Yeah, so what do you think the chances are for that? Well, when I was working with them, our big coffee breaks in the morning and lunch would be, I can't wait to get out of the state. But they still vote because of their pensions. I don't know what it is, but I would say 70% of them unions are killing the state. And uh, like I said, is uh, you got to start getting into that school system with the kids. I have, I have grandchildren going to the schools, and um, my daughters are just up and static about it, you know? I don't understand what you're saying. They're up and what? They're, they're just going nuts. What, what they, you know, they teach these kids, you know, and, uh, like I said, as I have, I'm out walking. So Mm -hmm. just to let you know, I'm in the 87 degree weather. Oh, you called just to rub it in. Yeah. Near Clearwater beach. I live 20 (laughs) minutes from Clearwater beach. Oh, it is nice that way. I like, I love how that feels in February, but, but I come back in the summer but, I mean, I just heard a couple of things last night in Ed Lamont. Are you kidding me? The state's in better shape than ever? Really? And I don't know how you guys answer that because I got out of there, you know? Well, the answer is it's not. Everybody knows it. And it's it's uh, measurable and quantifiable. It's been lots of upheaval, lots of price increases, as you've had in Florida. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, um, our gas down here is a 319. You know, three twenty-seven. That's not bad. And uh, you can't get near a Costco's or a Sam's. Mm-hmm. They're the big places <laughs> now. Through the, well, you know, to the road. Mike, thanks but, for taking the plunge to call. Just one thing I want to say: I'm not. A, I love the people of Connecticut. I was there a long time. Uh, my daughter, my son-in-law, worked in the prisons. Retired at forty-seven. They have a beautiful restaurant out at Cedar Knob, and they're doing well. My other daughter's a general manager of the yard, and like I said, is I enjoy the people, but I don't enjoy the taxes. Yes, well, I think I think that's how uh, many people feel. Mike, thank you. Great to hear from you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Let's play a little bit of a uh, little bit of last night. Good to hear from new people. Yeah, it's great to hear from new. What people. did all the previous governors did? Just what Bob wants. So, so this is when uh, Ned went a little crazy. There were times when he just went crazy. It was like he didn't want to have to have a conversation. He didn't want to have to listen to anyone else. So he just spewed memorized lines. What did all the previous governors did? Just what Bob wants to do. Spend it down and hope for better times going forward. You know what that means? Then they end up raising taxes and cutting state aid to each and every one of you. I'm not going to let that happen. That's why we have a rainy day fund. That rainy day fund is to make sure I don't have to raise taxes. I don't have to cut education spending if there is a recession going forward. You're darn right. Well, he was endorsing. um... So I figured out what a rainy day fund is for and why they shouldn't exist. These rainy day funds are one of the mechanisms of sustaining big government. It's obvious. And I don't know why it never clicked for me before. But the reason you have a rainy day fund and and I guess it's because of the wrestling match that Ned's having with with Bob. Bob is saying that that money is a result of overtaxation. These are my words, his his thought, I think, though. Because of overtaxation, the state has money it can't spend, so it goes into the bank. Ned says, that's my money. I need that money in case I have trouble paying my bills when the recession sets in. And Bob says, no, that belongs to us. We should have it for when we can't pay our bills because of the recession. 
sets in. Now, which whose side are you on in that debate? Do you think the state needs to be protected so that they can continue to spend the way they're used to spending? Or is it the people who need to be protected so we can continue to spend in the way that we are accustomed to spending? 860-522-9842, rant line number 860-751-4698. I vote for us getting the money, and I don't think there should be any rainy day funds because that just allows them to keep government permanently big. That's why they like those things. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 